all that come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. And here, youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and hard facts that have created America, with hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. This episode is sponsored by GetawayToday.com. Visit GetawayToday.com to book your next Disneyland vacation. Use promo code PARKHOPPERS, all one word, to get $10 off your next three-day or more ticket and hotel package. Visit theparkhoppers.com for links and getawaytoday.com for more information. Welcome, one and all, to the happiest podcast on Earth. This is the Park Hoppers Unofficial Disneyland Show. I am your host, Erin, and with me is my Disney-loving husband, the Disneylandy. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, today uh, we're going to be doing part one of our trip report from our January trip to the Magic Kingdom, uh, where we went to Disneyland with a friend and his son. Also, we took along our son, but today we are going to be talking to you guys about the changes that have happened since our last trip, which was in November, to Star Wars Land. Oh boy, Galaxy's Edge has a new ride! Yes, it does, and it is, I would say, without a doubt, the best ride Disney has. Uh, yeah, it probably is, and a lot of people would say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So it is... Rise of the Resistance. That's right. Very unique. We are here to tell you the how, the where, the what, the why, the whole nine yards. So we, we sat down beforehand and kind of brainstormed what you need to know if you're going to the park soon about Rise of the Resistance. Number one was, if you want to ride the ride, you need to get there and you need to get there early. Yes, so we kind of knew that, and we did get there pretty early. Our we first arrived day. an hour before the park opened. Yes, in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Yep, we we parked an hour before rope drop. Yep, uh, in Mickey and Friends, and there was a very long line at security to board the buses. It wasn't that long of a line, but it did take us about a half an hour from parking to getting to the ticket stalls. Basically, it is the longest line I have ever seen to get in the park. It stretched all the way across the Esplanade, all the way to the entrance to California Adventure. Oh, opening time was 9 o'clock, so people that usually wake up later had a little bit easier time getting in, plus the new ride and what it's making people do right now, which is right. go to the park early. Right. So we barely got into the park before par the park opened. And what you need to do once you get there, you want to be sure that you are inside the park, all of your, all the members in your party checked in uh, at the gate before the park opens, because number two, you want to make sure that all your tickets are loaded and ready on the app on one person's phone Yes. before the park opens. Because if you don't do that, everybody's going to be doing the same thing on different devices. And you'll all be in different boarding parties. Not good. So the way this works is to ride Rise the Resistance you have to join a boarding party on your phone. Basically, you're making a reservation for you to come back at a later time. Yes. Now, the way they hand these out, from what we can tell, is randomly. It doesn't matter who gets who presses the button first. It's more of a random uh, assignment. Assignment. So we got the three days we, we were there. Uh, we were in the 70s each time. Yep, 70, 72, 73, and 74. Yep, and we ended up riding probably between 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock each time, at night. Right. So, 
all you have to do is be in the park. Yes. And it's funny uh, because when we were there, as we were doing it, you would hear people start cheering yes, as, as they got their boarding party. <laughs> you could hear uh, it across. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was it was kind of stressful. It felt stressful. Like we got there and then it was like the second they said, now you can make your reservation because they announced it over the loudspeaker. Yep. People start making them. And within two minutes, all of the spots for the entire day are gone. I would say a minute 30. That's so what I if would say. you are not there exactly when the park opens, if you're not in the park with everybody's ticket loaded on one device for the reservations on the app, it's not happening. Correct. And again, if you don't have everybody on the same device, device you're going to end up in different boarding Someone's going to be 20, someone's going to be 35, their person's going to be 80, and you're not going to be able to ride it together. Right. So you definitely want to make sure you're all on the same device. Once you get your boarding party assigned, it's going to give you an option to set an alert. And you want to do that. Yeah. So especially on Apple iPhones, it'll just say, hey, do you, will you allow the Disney app to send you notifications? Yes. And it's actually really good because if you're doing Max Pass and you have Fast Passes on your <laughs> phone, it will alert you when you're able to use your Fast Pass. Yes. Which is actually really good. I, I had not done that yet, enabled the notifications. So right. I think regardless of this, you need to have them on. Yes, it's very nice. That way you're not missing anything. Now, even though you've got an alert set, you want to monitor how the boarding parties are progressing because usually they're calling a group of parties at the same time. So like one through 16 will be called all at the same time and they have a two hour window in which to return. And as you're watching, you're going to kind of notice, okay, it's taking about an hour before they load another group of boarding parties. So you can kind of get an idea of about what time your number is going to be called if you're watching and kind of get a feel for how quickly they're pushing the numbers through. Yep. And that's what we were able to do. Just kind of looking at what was going on. We figured, okay, tonight we're going to probably be around five or six o'clock. Oh, dang it. You know, I made a fast pass selection at that time. <laughs> or we had a dinner reservation. Yes. Or, or we. So that was kind of, or the, or the lightsaber thing. So yep. every single time it kind of was like, oh, that's going to be cutting it close. But luckily we would get our notification and then, like I said, you have two hours in which to check in once you receive your notification. So what you want to do once you receive your notification, you want to enter on the Splash Mountain side. Yep. So there are three ways to get Through into um, Star Wars Land. So there's Splash Mountain, there's Big Thunder Trail, and then there's Fantasyland. Yep. So when you're checking in, uh, we found the easiest way to get to where you're going with the least amount of confusion is to enter on the uh, Splash Mountain side, because then the first point you come to is the right one. If you go in the other ones, you're like, it's going to keep telling you, nope, keep going down, keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. So you're looking for a red umbrella. And what they're going to do is they're going to check your boarding pass, make sure all your party members are with you. What they'll do is, is they'll say, let's see your boarding pass. And then it'll you know be on the first one. They'll make you swipe to the second one. And they'll see how many is on there. Right. Once you've done that, you're going to walk through a little bit of the line. And then you're going to come to another group of cast members where they're actually going to scan each and every one of your tickets. So they are going to look at your phone twice or your individual ticket twice. Yes. After that second time, you can go ahead and put your device away and you're going to enter into the queue. Now, if you're thinking, oh, we're going to get right on the ride here. Nope. Mm, you probably have maybe half an hour, 45 minute wait At ahead least. of you in the queue. Right. Now the queue is one of the most Disney World-like queues they have in Disneyland. Yeah. 
It's very uh, expansive. There's lots of things to look at. There are places to sit down. It's a great queue. That being said, it is mostly inside and you feel like you're underground. It is claustrophobic. The ceilings are high, but yes, by the end of the queue, I was starting to get a little panicky feeling claustrophobic. With everybody sure. packed in there. Yep. Um, now, once, so there are lots of different rooms you're going to go through, but once you get to the second set of maps, you know, those vertical space maps that they have when they're having a space battle. Yeah, and they're once figuring you, out where everybody's at. Right. Once you see a room the second time with one of those, you're at the end of the queue. So that's kind of how you know. Yep. Um, so some of the rooms, um, one of the rooms just had stone benches and like wires and pipes and things. So that's something you said, stone benches. There's actually places places to sit down. Yep. In the queue. Quite a, quite a lot of places. And it's against the wall and, they, and it looks like it's been carved out of rock. Right. There are rooms that have crates in them. Some of the crates have medical supplies. Some have like uh, little thermal detonators or weapons. Not that you can pick up or look at, but you can tell that's what they are. And one, one room I would say would be the armory. And it's just, it's got a cage full of guns. Uh, also uh, spacesuits and, and other props. It's all full of spacesuits. Really yeah. cool to look at. And then once you have finished the queue, you're going to be uh, split into two different briefing rooms, which is what we decided to call them. Yes. So you're going to have some interaction with BB-8, uh, Ray, Poe, and then um, Admiral Beck. Yes, uh, or, or Captain Beck. Is it Admiral? I think it's Admiral. I don't know if he's an Admiral or not. I'm pretty sure it's Admiral. Okay, he he is a... Uh... His name is Beck. He's a dude. <laughs> You're going to be interacting with him a lot on the ride. <laughs> he's a calam- calamarian. Yes. Means he's a squid. <laughs> so um, once you've uh, gone through the briefing room, it's going to kind of explain what's going on. You're then going to be uh, moved outside and cross a little... Um, Outdoor courtyard? Yeah, it's courtyard. A, it's a loading area. You're going to see an X-Wing with Poe in it. And BB-8. And BB-8. And then you're going to get into a shuttle, which is being uh, driven. There is a name. I can't remember what it is right now, but but Admiral <laughs> by, Beck is in the, by in the, the shuttle with you. By Mario. Yes. Everybody knows who Mario is if you're a Star <laughs> Wars fan. Um, once you're on the shuttle, I prefer the back section of the shuttle to the front. Most people crowd into the front of the shuttle because that's where the animatronics are. Um, there's actually some very interesting things that will happen out of the back of the shuttle that you can watch. And you also have a screen that shows you everything that's going on with the animatronics. So if you have a choice, I would choose the back. Uh, the other reason I would choose the back is because then you will be one of the last people that exits the shuttle when you're captured by the Empire and you're and you're taken into the Star Destroyer. So, so by the way, it's it's Nian Nub. Okay. I call him Mario. He looks like Mario. All right. It's me. I'm driving a spaceship. By hanging back in the shuttle, you will be the last one to enter the Star Destroyer hangar bay. Um, by being one of the last to exit the shuttle, you will have more time in the Star Destroyer hangar bay. Uh, if you're the first one off, they shuffle you out of there real fast. And it is huge. It is impressive. It is amazing. The scale of yes. these interiors is breathtaking. Echo-y. It's huge. And if you watch closely, there, there's probably, I don't know, 25, 30 stormtroopers sitting there. They move a little bit. Yep, their heads move. They're they're watching you. You can see the stars through the open bay doors. 
again, the size of the room is just impressive. So you want to be one of the last people out of the shuttle so that you have the most time in that room. Otherwise, they're just going to make you go through real fast. And this is your first encounter with the the first order uh, the cast crew, members. cast members or crew members there. And they don't like you. They're in character to the hilt. Yes. Like they think you are rebel scum and they are not afraid to say it. And they will. <laughs> and they will be very uh, stern and very, it's, it's, it's way cool. So anyway, you're ushered into another waiting area. And there are two lines at this point, unless it's roped off. If it's not roped off, go ahead and get in that second line, even if there's nobody in it. Because we have, what you'll see is everybody lines up on the right. And then you're like, well, do we line up on the right? Is the left closed or something? No, 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 no. The left is open or the right is open. Go ahead and run down it. Yep. You'll pass everybody in line. And it'll be great. So once you get down to the end of that particular line, which doesn't take long at all, um, you are then sorted by your captors into uh, smaller groups of four. They assign you a color. You need to remember that color. It will be important later. And you got to go stand on the color. And it's on the floor. Um, and they'll send you into an interrogation room. And it's kind of a, it's a cell and it's kind of like a triangular cell and it gets smaller at the end. Uh-huh. And the reason why they do that is because, so, so then when you turn around, you're actually going to see what's going on above you. Right. Which you will see uh, a stormtrooper standing there and then General Hux shows up. Uh-huh. And then Kylo Ren shows up. Yep. And they say, we're here to interrogate you, you scum. Where's the rebel base? Where's the rebel base? And Kylo Ren does his does a force thing and everything shakes. And and then uh, all of a sudden, I mean, just... They to, have to leave. Yeah, to forward the plot here, you're wanted on the bridge. <laughs> and they leave. And they leave. Okay. So you're sitting there for a second. And, and uh, at this point, there, there's, there can be a... a difference of time that you wait mm -hmm. uh the first time we waited for the next step was probably about two three minutes right this the last time we wrote it was like immediate yes so you'll hear on one of the walls you'll hear people like voices and ruckus happening. and then all of a sudden you'll see this light this orangey red light make a door shape around uh, into a door right. <laughs> on the wall and what they're doing is they're cutting open the wall to get you out. They're busting you out of there. They're going to then escort you to some vehicles, but you will enter and they're going to tell you to get in the row of your color. Yep. So, so that's why you need to remember your color. It's like blue, red, orange, gray, black. Like there are different colors that you can be assigned and your ride vehicle will actually light up and show you which row you're supposed to be on. Yep. Um, you go ahead and get buckled in there and then you're in the escape portion of the ride, which is beyond amazing. Yes. You've got an R2 unit up front that's piloting everything. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, get ready. We're going to go. There's a little, there's a little thing that pops up. I think it's uh um, you can hear Admiral Beck kind of giving instructions and yep. directions. During the whole time. Uh, Poe is also, Finn is actually on the Star Destroyer. And if you watch out for him, you'll see an animatronic Finn um, trying to help you get out. There's there's just so much to see. There are special effects. There are projections. There are um, flip panels and drop panels and scale sets and projections and so many things yeah. like everywhere you look it's just rich just the, the size of it you're gonna you're gonna see full scale at at ats that you you know just huge and people are shooting at you and you're going all over the place and, and there's elevators chased. that take you up and elevators that take you down right right there's uh guns firing out 
out of the Star Destroyer. And so you can, these guns are amazing and they're moving and there's stuff exploding outside of the, the Star Destroyer. So you can both see what's going on inside and then there are windows so that you can see what's going on outside as well. And it's it's breathtaking. We rode, it, we rode this ride three times. Because you're only allowed to do it once a day. Right. And there was just so much to see and so much to take in. The vehicle eventually will dock in an escape pod. And you are dropped out of the destroyer. Literally dropped. And it's a big drop. <laughs> <laughs> Not what what uh, the Disney lady was expecting. No, I, I screamed each time, even when I knew it was coming, because it's the same, um, the same mechanism that gives Tower of Terror that free fall feeling. Slash Guardian of the Galaxy. Yes, yep. you, you literally are dropped mm-hmm. a story. It's a ride simulation, much like Star Tours. So it's a mix of those two rides. Right. It's absolutely incredible. You crash land, um, and then you're dropped off. Back on uh, Batu. So you started on Batu, and you end up back on Batu. Right, and and then really the the Star Wars Land area becomes an extension of that ride once you get off. Well, yeah, because now the First Order is there looking for you. Right, you specifically. So if you were to wander over and happen to catch Kylo Ren uh, at his ship, and and they have a little show that happens there. It talks about that. He has just landed after losing you on the Star Destroyer, and he is looking for you. Yep. That's uh, a total continuation. It's, it's an amazing ride. It is absolutely mind-blowing. So we want to cut to a little interview here with our son, Desmond. Yes, a little kid correspondent. Yes. Uh, this was his first time riding it, and he absolutely loved it. And he's going to talk about this ride, and he's going to talk about his lightsaber. So let's cut over to that real fast. All right, Des. So we're here to talk about our last trip to Disneyland. And we visited a very special and a very new ride. And we want to hear what you think about it. The ride was Rise of the Resistance. Do you remember that? Yes. Let's talk about your favorite part of Rise of the Resistance. So what did you like to do on the ride? The Tickle Bum Drop. The Tickle Bum Drop. The Tickle Bum Drop. When did that happen? the end at the very end what else did you like about the ride when we crash landed and that was right after the tickle bumps right yeah that was funny yeah did you like seeing kylo ren on the ride yes you like kylo ren so much what did you get as your souvenir his lightsaber. Yeah. Can you light up the lightsaber so everybody can so hear it? So put it in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when we hit it? It turns on! He really, really likes this lightsaber. Now, what did Daddy get? He built a lightsaber. Daddy built a lightsaber. That's Was that right. fun to watch him build it? Yeah, I hear it. All right, we just turned off the lightsaber. Uh-huh. What else did you like about Star Wars Land? Uh, seeing Dad build his lightsaber. And it's quite a heavy thing. Yeah, why is it heavy? Because it's made of real metal. And you told me the real metal allows something to happen. What does the real metal do? You said it allowed Daddy to feel the force. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was cute. So you also <laughs> ate some new food at Star Wars Land. Yeah. You, ch- you had the chicken. I had the chiggle. Tip, yip, yip, tip. Yip, tip. Yip, nip. Yip, nip. The thingy? You liked the chicken, didn't <laughs> you? You're honored. 
You liked it so much you ate it twice. Yes. And what about the blue milk? Mm. Do you like the blue milk or the green milk? I like the green milk more. No, you don't. You like the blue milk. I like the green milk. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you also got to be a pilot. Yes. On a smuggler's run. And it was so funny because he couldn't quite reach the buttons. That's right. You couldn't reach all the way up, huh? Uh-huh. What did you have to do? Do the ones down below. Yeah. yeah. So you also got to be an engineer for the first time. <laughs> so of all the ways to ride that ride, do you like being a pilot, an engineer, or a gunner the best? An engineer and a gunner. Those are your favorite ones? Yes, because the engineer's more way better. Yeah, there are more buttons to push. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't quite hit all of those either because you're a little short. <laughs> yeah, I'll grow up like maybe this tall. Yeah, you'll be bigger next time. But as the gunner, you were able to hit all the buttons, right? Yeah. The top row he couldn't hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you did really good. Yeah. How were the lines? Good. Were they good? Were they long? Yeah. But did you like them? Yeah. Okay. You think you're good? Is that all you have to say about that? No! All right, buddy. Thank you for being on the show. We love you. I love you too, guys. All right. Thanks, Desmond. We love you. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the uh, build a lightsaber option. Yes. In in Disneyland. So uh, Savi's workshop is what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, the only way you can go to Savi's workshop is if you make a reservation. Yes. So you can go online or you can go to the app. Uh, if you do the app, it will make you go to a web page to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can make it, I think, like 60 days or so in advance. That's what we ended up doing. Yep. And we did it for three people. It's going to ask for their names. Right. And I think their ages. And then uh, for every builder, they get to bring two guests with them. Yes. So I brought two guests with me. Yes. I brought Aaron, the Disney lady, and the little Disney Des. Yes. So what happens is uh, you sign in and you're put in a waiting area. Um, when you sign in, you pay and it's uh, $215 with tax. With tax. Um, and you get to pick between four styles of lightsaber. Yes. And I picked truth and justice. Yes. So there was like power. Um, there was nature. Nature. And one other one that I can't remember. Right. right. Now. Th there are four different options. Within those options, you actually have 10 different choices as you're putting together your lightsaber. So even if like someone you went with picked the same thing, they could construct a totally different looking lightsaber than you uh, within those options. So um, you pay your money, you pick which lightsaber you want. And the reason why you pick at that point is because they're going to give you a pin to wear, which alerts the uh, cast members inside which option you pick so that they can bring you the correct tray uh -huh. and help you with what, what you have selected to build. And it turns out to be a 15 to 20 minute kind of a show where you're involved and they explain the components of the lightsaber, the kyber crystals, what the colors mean, um, how it's possible for you to have a lightsaber even though you don't have the force. Uh, Yoda talks to you for a minute. Uh, uh, force Yoda does. Yes. And it's it's actually quite an interesting a little show that they put on. And we actually happen to record the entire thing. <laughs> so if you go to our Facebook or our YouTube... You can watch Andy and Mr. Kev and Ty construct their own lightsabers. Now, in that video, you won't be able to hear what you're about to hear. 
uh, everybody turns theirs on, but you can't hear mine specifically. Now, I'm going to tell you what mine kind of looks like here. Mine would be closer to what uh, Luke Skywalker has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is silver, and the end of the hilt kind of looked like looks like Luke Skywalker's uh, with some mostly black accents and just a couple gold. And the blade is green because I chose... A green kyber crystal. I did. Now, every lightsaber color has a different sound to yes. it, right? So I'm going to let you guys hear what mine sounds like as a green. So here we go. All right. Now I'm going to move it around. And it does react to uh, impacts. So if you hit it against another lightsaber. And also when it does hit another lightsaber, it makes that sound. It turns a little yellow too. Oh. Oh, yep. All right, now something else you can do. Now that's me turning it off here. I'll do that again. On. Off. Okay. You can pull this thing apart. And the main thing you can take off is the blade. Mm-hmm. And then you can just have the hilt hanging around. But when you take off the blade, this is what it sounds like. Okay, that's not what it usually sounds like. <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you put the kyber crystal in. I don't know why it made that sound. Let's try it again. There we go. That's taking the blade off. And that's putting the blade back on. So you can change out the kyber crystal in your lightsaber to turn it different colors, but you can also program it to display the different colors. You have to get a special piece of equipment. Yeah, that's hacking your lightsaber. Yes, and there are some YouTube tutorials on that. You take your kyber crystal, and it just uses RFID signals, and so you can take an IRFID scanner or uh, encoder, and you could change the numbers on it. So you can take the green one I have and turn it into a black or a purple or a red or whatever. Right. Now you can also just buy the different crystals um, and doc- and ours for about $25. Yep. And you know about the red one, right? Yeah. So um, you can buy a red crystal and sometimes instead of being red, it will be black. I have yet to see a black lightsaber. I don't know how that works. It's very rare. Yes, is it what is very saying. rare. So it would be better to encode or recode your, your lightsaber <laughs> if you're really wanting a black well, one. We'll see how much a, a RFID <laughs> encoder costs, and then we'll go from there. So uh, basically, it's an experience. Uh, Andy said it was definitely worth it. Yeah, that's something that the Disney lady asked me. Is it really worth it? Do you think the quality is there and what you go through it? I think it is. You got to understand what you're getting. It's it's very different from the normal lightsabers that you would buy anywhere else. It feels different in your hands. It's actually made of metal. There's some heft to it. It's not flimsy at all. It's it's quite the piece of of uh, memorabilia. It is, and the, it's special because you built it and you chose and you you know you went through the whole process. So, um, let's say two hundred and fifteen dollars is a little bit too much for you. There are some other options. Yes. There is a $100 lightsaber that you can buy uh, in the launch bay. 
um, which is of not quite as high quality and you don't get to put it together, pick the things out of it, Correct. but it's still better than your normal average run of the mill lightsaber. And when we say run of the mill, we're talking about the ones that, that extend out the plastic the, the slidey pieces. do plastic yeah. ones. Yeah. So, uh, you can also buy a $40 incarnation of a red lightsaber, a Kylo Ren's, a red lightsaber, Darth Vader's. And, uh, this is what one of those sounds like. Turning on. Right. Turning off. Uh, also a green one and a blue one. Uh, and that would also be in... Uh, Doc Ondars. Yep. You can also get a very small Padawan lightsaber, which is one of the slidey dudes, but has a better handle. Um, it's smaller for your toddler's size. I did not... I did not look at the price, but I'm sure it's much less than $40. I bet you it's 25 bucks. Probably. Um, you can also build your own slidey do lightsaber at the Star Trader. slidey do. slidey do. <laughs> that's what it's called now. And that was the first build-your-own lightsaber yep, location. So with that one, you can pick your hilt and pick your slidey part and all, all that good stuff. And you can do a double-sided, just like Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not sure the price on that one, but it's probably around the $30 range, Plus, I would imagine. yeah. Uh, you can also buy, uh, like we said before, uh, different kyber crystals to change your lightsaber yes. if you do the build your own. Yep. So that's kind of uh, lightsabers in a nutshell. Should, should we talk about some food? Yes, we love food. <laughs> we know you love us talking about food, so yes. here we go. We tried something new, and sometimes when we say that, oh, we tried something new and it wasn't the best. We like this better. Mm, no. This time we tried something new and we should have tried it a long time ago. We're really we're really glad that we tried it. It we actually ended up having it twice. Thanks to Mr. Kev cuz he said he really liked it. Right? Um so this was the Ronto's Roasters. And they have two things. Yes. They've got a Ronto wrap and a not so and a non-Ronto wrap. Yeah, so basically it's a pita wrap. If you get the regular Ronto wrap, it's got a, a spicy sausage and sliced turkey and then a, a very delicious slaw. Um, and then if you get the other one, it's just the slaw, so it's more vegetarian. Mm -hmm. uh, it was delicious. Oh, Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make them at home, actually. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yes. Um, so the other thing that we tried that was new, that was an unfortunate thing we tried, oh. was the uh, Tadarian Swirl Green Milk. Yes, the Toy Darian Swirl. So what this is, is they take the green milk, I said milk, milk, and it has little squares of gelatin, green gelatin in it. Mm -hmm. That's the same color as the green milk. And then it has the Tejan seasoning spice in it. Yeah. And then they kind of swirl it around. Okay. Now, I, I'm not a big fan of the green milk to begin with. It's all right. But then you put the Tejan seasoning on there, and it's really salty. Yeah. And then... You get the chunks of green. Now, you didn't get a chunk of green, right? I did not get a chunk of green. So I, I took a sip, and I said, oh, whoa, okay. This is... It's not the spice that's getting me. It's the saltiness. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, let's just drink a little bit more. Maybe it gets Maybe better. Maybe with more of the green milk and less of the seasoning. Correct. So I did that, and I found one of the green chunky things. <laughs> and I bit into it, and, and it, it it's firmer than regular Jello, and it didn't really have a flavor to it. I would think maybe it, it was might, a texture thing. I would, yeah, it was a texture thing. I think they should maybe give it maybe a different flavor, like uh, I don't know, a little bit sweeter or something. But it hmm. was not. So then you t try and take another sip, and the Tejan's seasoning just 
you can't get I can't get past it. Now we've had other Disney beverages that use this seasoning. The, yes, the mint julep with watermelon used the the Tejon seasoning. And puts and on the watermelon. Wonderful. Yes. So we don't have anything against the seasoning. It's just we didn't like this pairing. And I think it was way too much. If you would have done a little bit on the top, just a just a smattering yeah. of it. It, it was a lot. Fine, but it, it was a whole oof. lot. Neither Andy or I liked it. After I had a sip, <laughs> we threw it away. Well, well, I got through about four or five sips. And, uh, and Disney lady was in the bathroom. And so I was like, well, I got to hold on to it and let her try it. Because <laughs> he was hoping <laughs> I would I like it so we wouldn't yes, run out. Yeah, because I feel, you know, I just paid... I paid for that was like 12 bucks. And it's a little. Yes. It's like eight ounces if you're lucky. It's eight ounces of blech. But there are some people that like it. I was on one of the Disneyland Facebook uh, chat things today, and people were saying that they liked it. And I said, good mm. for you. I didn't like it one bit. Yeah. It was nasty. But I gave Disney Disney lady it. I said, here, try this. And <laughs> she goes, ooh, that's horrible. Okay, I am throwing it away. <laughs> Um, something else to mention, um, our little boy, who is a picky eater, actually really liked the, what's it called? The Yip Nip. Yeah, the chicken. <laughs> the chicken strips. So Docking Bay 7 has just a few things that you can have, and one of them is a chicken strip on mashed potatoes or... Mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. And you could do that... Uh, in, in a the, kid's meal or a regular meal. Yep. So we got the kid's meal, which was, instead of a very long rectangular... Uh, it was just a little square. It's a square chicken. And it was good. He ate it and liked he did. it. So the next time we got the longer version. Mm-hmm. And he didn't eat the macaroni and cheese. He is a snob about that. So I ended up eating that both times. Right. But he did love the, the chicken. chicken. And he also ate, it comes with green beans and a... And a carrot. Yeah. Looks like a locally sourced organic little, carrot. Little baby carrot. And it came with that and he ate those. Loved them. Yes. He's good with his vegetables. So that was definitely a success for us. Um, the Ronto's wrap is definitely something we'll be getting again. I got, uh, the first night when we ate in Disney or in, um, Star Wars land, I got the ribs again with the blueberry muffin. Really good. Really enjoyed it. And what did that come with a slaw underneath it, right? It comes with the same slaw that you get on the Ronto's roasters. But you didn't eat that though. No, because I was full after eating the ribs and the muffins. So, um, that, that's the food. That's the food section of Star Wars Land. So I think we're, we're going to get a Ronto wrap every time we go now. Probably it because good. it's that good. Yeah. It's definitely a favorite now. Uh, the last thing we wanted to mention uh, with the Star Wars stuff was Star Tours has changed slightly since the last time we were there. As usual, when a new movie comes out, what do they do? Change the video. But then they just stick to that video forever. And that's the only one they show you. <laughs> <sighs> so this, I, I, I think it's a great, it's a great video. So you first end up crashing on uh, that in that water where the Death Star is from the movie. Yes, on the moon mm-hmm. of Endor. Endor is a moon. Uh, no, Endor. The the moon of Endor is where the Death Star thing is. That never takes place on Endor. The Ewoks are on the moon of Endor. Right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, you crash into the ocean. You 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 swim around the ship a little bit, and then you actually uh, get the spiel from Lando. Oh, that's right. Lando is the the mid uh, mid credit guy or whatever you call right, it. Right, right. The, the little the little. Uh, hey, you, we got, need your help. You've got somebody on your ship. Let's get them to where we need to go. Yep. Uh, and then you you join the fight. Oh, that's right. So you end up going to uh, Exegol. So anyway, you end up joining that fight. On Exegol. 
And then you go back to the um, Star Tours hangar. Yes. And I wasn't a big fan of the, the first two things. But at the very end, when you go back to the Star Tours hangar, I like that part. Because <laughs> it was a little funny. Okay, so you crash into some stuff. And... Yeah, and then you end up landing, and then all of a sudden, the guy that should have been the pilot comes up, "Hey, that's my ship!" and walks up. And right, I thought that was pretty good. So I, I, I enjoyed. It. I always like a new video. Uh, the problem is they'll only show you that video right now for a long time. We yes. don't know how long. And you get sick of it, and you're like, "Come on!" I would really like to see them um, show. All the videos now, the prequel videos, the sequel videos, the original videos, and mix those up because then you're going to have lots of options. And I don't care that they're t- different time frames. It's just fun to go to different places and see different things. We miss Naboo. It's true. It's true. Also, they, they've started handing out the glasses at the very beginning of the queue rather than right before you get on the ride. And I think that's probably to make sure that the line moves more smoothly. I think so. Um, and, and I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a fine thing. They also replaced the screen by the, the heat, uh, the heat camera. Oh yes. So yes, it's no longer blank and broken. Yes. Cause <laughs> it was getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And then it just stopped so, working. So this is this in the second room when you get to the very top, there's a, uh, a droid. It's a droid. And then there's an infrared camera at the top. And then, you know, usually people are up there like, Hey, look at me. Right. Uh, that's what I do. And <laughs> and the screen just had for years just got dimmer and dimmer. And then last time we were there, it wasn't working at all. Right. This time it has been replaced. And now you can have fun with the infrared camera. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes, yes. So that's that wraps up our Star Wars uh, report and news. Uh, let us know if you've been on Ride of the Resistance and what you thought. Uh, let us know what you think of that compared to Smuggler's Run and how you think the rides work in tandem together. Let us know what you think about the food in Star Wars Land. Uh, if you've not yet been, let us know what you're most excited about. Check out our videos from our Facebook page. And you can visit our website at theparkhoppers.com. And again, thanks for being with us and have a magical day. <laughs>